You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. Well, I guess we're live, and the uh, the music that I had playing is not is not um, uh, coming through. You see, hi, welcome uh, to the show from live from Arizona. It's the Nicole Sandler show with an assist from David Sloan today, and yeah, you know I do have a music bed playing, but here's the deal: um, we are partially back. That's right. Um, we have a makeshift studio going on in our Airbnb um, because we found a house, but we don't get in until Wednesday. And now we learned that our stuff may not even arrive. Um, well, be delivered. It's already here, but be delivered until Saturday. And that's where the most of my, um, you can't hear at all. Oh, hold on. Now you can hear. Now you can hear. <clears throat> so anyway, we're in this makeshift studio and I don't, this is live. Freddie, we're live. You want it down? It's too loud for you. I keep my headphones very loud. You got a little something in here. No, lower, lower, lower. <laughs> got it. Lip balm. Yeah, lip balm. Gotta have lip balm in Arizona or you, your lips will absolutely peel off of your face. Yeah. So anyway, so here we are. We are in Arizona. We are in Arizona proper at this uh, Airbnb, which is very nice in the Coronado District. <clears throat> and... So we got here. When did we get here? We got here on Saturday, Sunday. Saturday. Saturday. We arrived on Saturday. And on Sunday, we started going house hunting. Well, not this Saturday. A week ago Saturday. A week ago Saturday. Yeah, not two days ago. Uh, a week ago. And we went house hunting. And I got to tell you, it's hard to find a rental house. But we found one. And we love it. And um, we're going to be able to get in on Wednesday. So we spent the morning. <clears throat> and we are going to talk about things in the news. Don't worry. I got a few things to say. We spent the morning fighting with pods on the phone because what did they tell you that it'd be? Um, when, when when they were trying to sell us their service, they said that you got to get right all, on that mic. The uh, that the our our property would be here as of October 9th. which is today, by the way. And then that we would only need to give them forty eight hours notice. In order for the to arrange for them to arrange to have the uh, items delivered wherever we were going to be having forty eight hours, they told us right. So forty eight hours today, I call them and I'm like, "Hi, we got a place. We're here. 
oh, well, your place, your stuff no, got... No, you said, when is our stuff going to get here? Yeah, and they said, oh, your stuff arrived on the 5th. Well, thanks for letting us know. And this is with the knowledge that at least four times in the period approaching when they were going to bring the unit for us to load, we got emails saying, oh, your pods unit will be there in two days. Your pods <laughs> unit will be there in four days. Your pods unit is stalking you as we speak. But as far as letting us know when our shit was actually going to be here, absolute radio silence. So Nothing. then on top of that, today when I call, it's like, okay, we can get into our place on Wednesday. Oh, well, that's fully booked up. The earliest we can get it there is Saturday. 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 Are you kidding me? Saturday. So we spent all day trying to get <clears throat> a supervisor, Karen here, a customer service representative. You didn't I, ask for a manager. You asked for a supervisor. You're right. That's I Maybe Corinne instead yes. of Karen. I got gotcha. you. But anyway, so um, I, I then, because I found the way to get their attention is to go on social media. So I blasted them on Twitter. I'm sorry, on Shitter and <clears throat> on Facebook. And sure enough, they got back to me. But now they're told that somebody, um, one of their top elite supervisors, is going to familiarize them with our case and then get in touch with us. Uh, so it's been a, been about two hours, something like that. Still, I don't heard. know about two hours, but it's been at least an hour, and it would have required all of ninety seconds for them to familiarize yeah. themselves. I got something for them to familiarize themselves. <laughs> with, but. So anyway, here we are. We all will get the keys on Wednesday. Um, we may not get our stuff till Saturday, which means my studio will not be operational until well Monday. I'll set it up over the weekend. But I was hoping. I was hoping that I'd be all, all good to go by Friday, and that may not be the case. Oh, look, well, I was hoping that we'd be good to go by this week. That's why I didn't do more best of shows to get us through uh, this week, because I thought we'd be... <laughs> I, was, I was confident. I was a, a bit ambitious, and I thought we'd be in somewhere by now. But we're still in our Airbnb, thankfully. They could keep us one more night, because we were supposed to be out of here tomorrow. Uh, long story short. Anyway, we spent the last couple of days... Um, furnishing our, our new home because we wound up leaving most of this stuff in Florida because moving is expensive. Now, <clears throat> I know you're thinking, so is furnishing a house. Um, one word that's kind of a compound word for you, goodwill. We got, we, we, the first day, first day we went to a goodwill and the goodwill in Arizona is much better than goodwill in Florida from what I've seen so far. We got five lamps, count them, five lamps, for um, uh, $40, which is pretty good. I thought I, I thought I brought some pictures over, but I guess I didn't. Um, anyway. And they were nice lamps and really nice, nice lampshades. Lamps. I mean, yes. you, you, if you walk into the house once we get these things there and look around <laughs> and there were to be one new, brand new $150 lamp, you literally there won't be a $150 would, lamp. If there were to be a $150 <laughs> lamp, uh -huh. you would not be able to tell which yeah, one of the lamps the was the $150 one and which ones would be the Goodwill because they were really nice. Okay, so for those of you watching on the YouTubes, and hopefully this will... Why is it not coming up? Uh, there it is. Hopefully this will work. And, it, and if this works and I wind up podcasting this and uh, airing it on Progressive Voices tomorrow... Oh, well, uh, just know that there's a photograph of uh, four table lamps, one missing the shade, and the bottom part of the one floor lamp that we got. That whole trove 
for 40 bucks. You see, I am a bargain hunter. So we got that. We got the, um, I, I, I got a, yeah, $40 for five lamps that averages out to $8 a piece. Um, including I the frame. You can't do math. In, I, I usually can't, but eight <laughs> times five, I, I got that. And that includes the, the shades, which were, you know, additional. They were extra. Um, we got a desk for David at, at the Goodwill as well for $19.95. That's going to be a little project because, um, uh, I got to strip the paint, but part of it was already stripped off, and it's beautiful wood underneath. So yeah, and some idiot painted over really nice wood. <laughs> really nice wood. So we got that for twenty bucks. I found a dining room set on Facebook Marketplace. Um, they wanted one hundred and fifty dollars for it. It's beautiful mission wood inlays. I mean, it's so nice. And um, he he took. I offered him 90. He said 100. I said, you got a deal. So, you know, where we're getting there, I found a dresser because, again, I got nothing. I have my bed coming. We have your bed. We have one dresser from your bedroom. And that's kind of it for mm-hmm. the furniture. We, we, we didn't. So anyway, we're, we're doing all the thrift. So my entire house is going to be furnished in thrift stores. So just so you know, it can be done. Um, okay. So that brings us to here. So. Um, well, and just so you don't waste the thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that I flushed down a toilet putting brand new furniture in my house. I will never, ever buy new furniture again. Just will not. I just think it's a waste of money. Um, and I know what you, what you paid for that dining room set before I moved in, before we ever met, and then what we wound up selling it for, I think it was $100. For no, we got one fifty oh, four, and it cost me in nineteen ninety one at least seven thousand. Crazy. Okay, and what year was that? Ninety one. Ninety one. And so, if you extrapolate that into twenty twenty three dollars, <laughs> too much. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so that brings us to where we are now. So I thought, look, when I realized I would not have my studio up and running by today, and that it'll likely be another week before I, um, Karina, I don't care who Randy, Randy's approved dentist in Phoenix is. Why are you telling me that? Okay. Anyway, the. Um, uh, when I realized that it's going to be another week before my studio is up and running, I um, I thought, all right, well, I got to come on and do something. And meanwhile, I'm watching the fucking news. And, uh, it, you know, it was good of us to pick a, a, a three-week period when nothing much was happening yeah. to, to, to move. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Kevin McCarthy becomes the first speaker ever to be kicked out of uh, his office while allegedly in power that was something a lot of other stuff happened and then i i I mean i I was going to keep a list but i was kind of enjoying not even thinking about the news yeah i paid attention but not really you know what didn't happen what didn't happen no new trump indictments no no new trump indictments uh pnw treehugger asks is there a buy nothing group there there apparently is and i tried to join it and I, i but i've heard nothing so um, I, I'm, I've got all, all those freebie sites. <laughs> Believe me, I'm working it. Um, I need rugs. This house has all you know vinyl wood floors, so there's no carpeting anywhere, which is great. Except I'm going to need to, you know, we're going to need some area rugs. Uh, anyway, uh, can you tell I'm all over the place? All right. So Saturday. So I guess I guess it was Saturday here. Saturday night. Wake up Sunday morning. 
or I wake up Saturday morning. I don't know what day it Saturday. was anymore. Wake up Saturday morning. Now, I get up really early, come out in the living room, turn on the TV, and I see we are, uh, or Israel and, um, and Hamas are at war. And what we have seen transpire since is just horrific. Absolutely horrific. Um, and and I, I, I don't, look, I mean, I don't even know where to begin with this. Um, and I've been going back and forth with people on, on Shitter, on Facebook. I, I, um, I um, changed my avatars on all my social medias to a peace sign. I quoted John Lennon today without even realizing that today was his birthday. But, you know, the, the part that I, that, I, um, that I quoted was the line you can think of. Imagine there are no countries. It isn't hard to do. Uh, nothing to live or die for. No religion too. You may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. I hope someday you'll join us and the world can live as one. Um, religion is what it's about. There's no reason for this violence and these fuckers targeted a rave where young people were dancing into the early hours of the morning and that's when they struck in the early hours of, I guess, Saturday morning or Sunday morning in Israel. Um, they massacred them and those that they didn't massacre women, they, they took hostage, they raped they killed, they dragged, they, they rode through the streets so that their fellow terrorists could spit on them. I'm, I, the, the insanity, now if you've been listening to my show for any amount of time, you know how I feel about this Israeli government. You know how I feel about Netanyahu, about the settlements, about, about all the shit they're doing, about the, their lack of humanity and the... Um, hypocrisy perhaps but two wrongs don't make a right and when i see people uh coming out in in, in cities all over i'll just talk about our country for right now all over the country from new york to fort lauderdale to you name it there were clashes between and i can't believe i'm pro-israel people and pro hamas I know they're not pro-Hamas. They say they're pro-Palestinian. Well, you know what? Most of the people who are trapped in Gaza are not pro-Hamas, but they're, they're not able to get rid of Hamas. I don't know what the answer is, but massacring uh, uh, innocent civilians, taking hundreds of them hostage is not the answer. It's just not the answer. And I, 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 I'm just, I, I'm, I'm speechless and seeing the divide on people. Um, look, I, I sympathize with the people stuck uh, on Gaza. And, and then I see, see this morning some posts along the lines of, um, you know, tell the, the, you know, Israel cannot uh, keep this blockade up because I guess Netanyahu said he's going to cut off all access to food and everything else. Yeah, that's inhumane. But guess what? So is slaughtering 260 young people at a, at a rave. So is g breaking into private homes and pulling out a man's wife and two young children and kidnapping them and taking them as hostage and bringing them to Gaza. The whole thing is fucked up. I, 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 don't, I, I, I don't like this world.
anymore. I already didn't like this country. I don't like this world anymore. Um, <laughs> David, you're being very quiet. Well, I'm going on and on. Uh, we, we had to basically turn off the TV because it was so, uh, so sickening. I, I don't know how else to put it, but sickening. Um, I, I, I can't say anything. I, I can't say anything about this because there, there, I, there's, there's nothing I can say that's going to add to this situation. Mm -hmm. um, yes, uh, what, what the Israeli government has done is wrong. But I'm sorry, that doesn't justify taking people hostages um, and, and, as you pointed out, slaughtering innocent civilians. Um, you know, Fred Gutenberg had a very interesting post on Shitter where he, I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was something to the effect of Palestine isn't Hamas, Hamas is not Palestine. Oh, I've got it here. Israel somewhere. isn't, you know, the Israeli government. The Israeli government isn't Israel. And, you know, Hamas's goal is Israeli genocide. Yep. And that's what it is. And, and you cannot appease people like that. Winston Churchill said it best that appeasement is, you know, feeding the alligator, hoping that he'll eat you last. Um, I, I just, I absolutely don't believe that appeasement is the, the answer here. Um, but the obvious people involved here... Um, are the people behind the scenes. I mean, Iran is unquestionably involved. And as I mentioned to you yesterday, it's kind of a good thing, and, and I hate to say this because it sounds so horrible just hearing myself say it, that, that Russia is tied up in Ukraine, although I'm sure they played a, a role in this. Oh, did you have you seen the post um, about showing the picture of Donald Trump in the Oval Office with the Russian... Um, Lavrov. Lavrov. Lavrov and the... Uh, right. And the intelligence, if you remember, he gave them Israeli intelligence that day. So the conjecture is, and I'm sure it's nothing more than conjecture, but it certainly all makes sense, is that the Russians turn it over to Iran, who turns it over to Hamas. And that's how they were able to elude uh, the Iron Dome or whatever, to, to do this without Israel's... Um, intelligence picking up on it although that's a massive intelligence failure oh the whole thing is the a whole clusterfuck thing. The whole thing is our a intelligence fuck. failed as well i mean we've got we've got you know AWACS planes and everything yep. all over the the area there and and uh, another thing that really concerns me is a good friend of mine who i interviewed on my podcast his son is on the gerald ford which is stationed now right off the the coast there in the mediterranean and i mean uh, just it's it's a horrible thing on every aspect of it, but you know it, it could get infinitely more horrible as well. Yep. If Hezbollah were to get you know balls in uh, involved in this, and uh, if, if Hezbollah gets involved, that's it. I mean, it's kind of game over. But here, this is from the New York Times. All right, you ready? The headline reads: Israel said to be source of secret intelligence. Trump gave to the Russians. The classified intelligence that Trump disclosed in a meeting, this goes back to then last week with Russian officials at the White House, was provided by Israel, according to a current and former American official, familiar with how uh, the United States obtained the information. The revelation adds a potent diplomatic compl complication 
to an episode that has renewed questions about how the White House handles sensitive intelligence. Israel is one of the U.S. most important allies and runs one of the most active espionage networks in the Middle East. Here's the part that's highlighted. Mr. Trump's boasting about some of Israel's most sensitive information to the Russians could damage the relationship between the two countries uh, and raises the possibility that the information could be passed to Iran, Russia's close ally and Israel's main threat in the region. Thank you, Donald Trump. Who and goes and when you say last week, this is, this is from a report that occurred back when the Lard Father was first installed as president. Right. Not last week as no. in last week. Right. That was from back then. Um, yeah. It, it, uh, the whole thing is so disconcerting. You know, um, and, and again, because I put a, a personal spin on everything. Just so you know, Allison, my daughter, has been talking about going on a birthright trip to Israel. Because in case you didn't know this, if you are Jewish, uh, if you are the child of Jewish people, um, Israel wants to, and look, I'm not a big, I, I, I love the idea of Israel. I love the, the, that, that it exists. I don't like Israel's current government. I don't like what they're doing in any respect with results to with with uh, regards to the settlements or the west bank or gaza or any of their inhumane treatment of other human beings but but israel predated that behavior and there was um efforts there was action there was movement on the way to a peaceful coexistence a two-state solution who was it shimon perez who was the last decent uh, prime minister who died. I'm, uh, there was one who was, uh, and I'm, I'm, uh, uh, my memory sucks. Um, I don't know if Sharon Perez, I know Menachem Begin wanted to make peace, but there was somebody more recently who then, who had a stroke and was taken out of power and he died. He, they were on their way to negotiating well, a peace. They, they, they murdered Itzhak Rabin. He Itzhak was, Rabin, that's he, who it was. And he, he was, was in a, assassinated. He was assassinated. That's who I was thinking of as Itzhak Rabin. So, and wait, 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 wait. Before you go on, you need to understand, in, in case people aren't aware of it, it wasn't Hamas who assassinated no. him. It wasn't Egypt. It wasn't Iran. It was a crazy fucking right-wing religious asswipe huh. from Israel. Go figure who assassinated Rabin because he wasn't crazy enough for this fuckwit. So, um, Yitzhak, Yitzhak Rabin was the one who was, who was moving towards a peaceful solution. Once he was out of the way, I think Netanyahu came into office and he's gotten more right-wing, more fascist, more crazy, more, dare I say it, Nazi-like as he goes along. Well, I, I could be wrong, but I believe after Rabin was Ariel Sharon, who oh, was maybe. a former general in the Israeli army. And you, you, know, you can't really expect much of a former general of, of any army in terms of peacemaking. He was there you know, trying to essentially hold the line. But now there was supposed to be some fairly significant talks, which truthfully I think it's bullshit, between Israel and Saudi Arabia. Because right. Saudi Arabia is, is the fucking tail who wags the dog in that entire region. And they were supposedly talking about, not peace, but at least normalizing relationships. So that they don't just stand off in the corners calling each other cum stains. You know, one of the interviews that ran last week, one of the best of shows, was with uh, the political strategist, 
um, uh, Rachel Bittacoffer. Well, uh, if you don't, if you're on the shitter and you don't follow Rachel Bittacoffer, you should. Um, I'm going to share with you a few of her tweets from today. Um, she wrote, "Hate to." Uh, she she she. Um, retweeted somebody whose uh, title, whose uh, handle is I read banned books and that person said I've seen many people say Israel deserves what they got. Is that is that Pods? You may have to go take that. Okay, of course. Of course it is. So Pods is calling. So David will deal with that while I talk to you. So um, she, she retweeted this account I read banned books. It's by saying who said I have seen people say Israel deserves what they got because they are colonizers. Many people. And Rachel Bittacoffer retweeted it with the, uh, uh, with the truth. Um, hate to break this to folks, but the Jews are not colonizers. Judaism predates Christianity by thousands of years and Islam by six centuries. In fact, both religions are branches off of Judaism. Um, and uh, then she also tweeted out, the Israelis deserved it, in quotes, is not the bold progressive take you think it is. Um, you know, there are other things that, here's another one. Um, oh, wait, no, I lost that. Um, I would play some stuff for you, but the setup is not allowing me to do that. <laughs> uh, I tried. I couldn't, like, I couldn't even play the music. I will try to figure it out, but I don't have my board. My mixing board, everything is in the pod that... I was hoping we would have by Wednesday. Um, so there's that. Um, uh, it, it, this stuff is, is heartbreaking. Uh, Tim Scott, who wants to be president, tweeted, Biden's weakness invited the attack. Biden's negotiation funded the attack. Biden administration wanted Israel to stand down after the attack. At this point, Biden is complicit. Complicit. No, Tim Scott is a fucking moron. That's who he is, because none of that is true. Norm Ornstein retweeted it with the comment, you are truly disgusting. Um, so was that uh, Pods? No, it wasn't oh. Pods. It was the landlord. Oh. And I told her I'd call her back in 38 minutes. <laughs> okay. I was trying to help my wife. Thank you. Yeah, so yeah, we're, we're ready to sign the lease, but there were a couple of questions we had about the lease, so that's what that is. Um, um, and here, here's a comment, and this is what I've been trying to impart. Michael Jolette writes, The occupation is horrible and in unjust. Hamas is monstrous and has been a terrible peace partner actively harming the Palestinian cause. Netanyahu is a thug and criminal. The kidnap, rape, and murder of civilians, no matter who's doing it, is terrorism. Are we all clear on this? This isn't a thing of one side you know, uh, well, Hamas is definitely wrong. Um, the people of, of, of Gaza who are trapped there don't deserve this. And the people who have been taken, kidnapped, murdered, raped, tortured, are being held hostage now. They don't deserve this either. And as I said, watching what was going on, whatever happened to never again. Look, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's tough. There's no good guy here. There's no good guy. No I mean, good the guy. Israeli government is, has, has, without a doubt, not only contributed but created 
a, a, a completely untenable yep. situation. And as time has gone by, because of the parliamentary setup of their government, where these splinter religious groups who have, you know, 19 people total in their entire party uh, are able to wield tremendous power because if that's how many more votes the Netanyahu government needs in order to get into power, they've got to bend to the will of these 19 legislators in Israel. So you've got these crazy-ass motherfuckers who want Israel to, to, not just to eliminate the Palestinians, but to eliminate secular Jews in Israel. They want, they want Jewish women. Jewish women, Israeli Jewish women, to not have rights, basically. They want it to be Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. 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 They want it to be Iran, but for the Jews. It's, they're both wrong. They all, you know, yeah, there's no right here. They're both fucking wrong. You know, I'm as disgusted by Bibi Netanyahu as I am by Donald Trump. And just as I said, when Trump was in office here, inexplicably, he does not speak for me. He is not my president. Well, the same way as that's how I feel about Netanyahu. And just think about this, how scary this is. Netanyahu was under indictment, multiple indictments for you name it. He's a bad guy. He's a criminal. And he's back in power now with a minority majority, with a, with a um, uh, you know, because of this parliamentary system they have, he's, he doesn't even have a, a plural. He's got nothing. Well, how many times did you have Uri Avneri on uh, who was talking about what an asswipe Netanyahu was yeah. and how the government of Israel was fucking up the state of Israel? Yep. And, and that's, that's as true, if not truer today, than it ever was going back to 1948 when the state of Israel came into being. And by the way, anybody out there who's, who's thinking, you know, oh, we're going to wipe Israel off the map, good fucking luck. It's not going to happen. Israel will fuck you up before they will allow that to happen. Everybody on the planet knows they've got nukes. And if it were to come down where the shit was really obvious that they were backed into a corner and that was the only way out i guarantee you they are not going to go down easily um one other thing that rachel bittacoff or I, I i flagged a bunch of her tweet her her sh shits uh because they were they were so spot on and in this one she reshitted um, something that says, in June 2007, following the military takeover of Gaza by Hamas, the Israeli authorities significantly intensified existing movement restrictions, virtually isolating the Gaza Strip from the rest of the occupied Palestinian territory and the world. And Rachel Bittacoffer added an explanation, and she said, I realize that Gen Z and millennials have been brainwashed to believe that Palestinians are the victims. But the fact is, Gaza became an apartheid state because their terrorist leaders kept sending suicide bombers to kill innocent Israelis. Again, two wrongs don't make a right. This is just so infuriating because they're conflating the bad shit with, with, with lies. And I saw something else from... Um, some authority that I that I respect saying there's more it, it, Ian Bremmer there's more disinformation being pushed on social media about what's happening over there than he's ever seen in his whole career well and it's always been that way look Bill Clinton who you know we can sit here and discuss the merits or demerits of Bill Clinton for the next 90 years but he he 
said, I killed myself trying to make peace in, in the Middle East. And the Palestinians, principally Mahmoud Abbas, yep. would not take yes for an answer. And in the meantime, the only people that have profited, had profited have not been the Palestinian people. It's been the leadership like Mahmoud Abbas. Um, Yasser Arafat died a multi-multi-millionaire. Of course he Mahmoud did. Abbas is rumored to be a billionaire. And, and in the meantime, they're using the, the Palestinian people not only as human shields, but as, as human lottery tickets to cash yep. in financially. And, and it, that's what horrible. they're doing Net now Yahoo's with the, with, horrible. With, Every fucking person involved in this is horrible. Hor they're all horrible. Uh, they're all horrible, except for the innocent people who are being used as pawns. So um, Haaretz is like Israel's New York Times. It's like the paper ha of record. Ha Haaretz. Ha Haaretz. It's two, ha two words. Haaretz. Ha Haaretz. Ha Haaretz. Okay. Well, their editorial yesterday um, blames the horrific violence of this this episode on Netanyahu's cruel and reckless policies. I can't read the whole thing because it's behind a paywall, but let me read to you what I can. It says the disaster that befell Israel on the holiday of Simchat Torah is, I said it wrong because I'm a bad Jew. What is it? Tell us what the fucking holiday is then. Don't laugh at me. <laughs> what? He, he thinks it's funny. Simchat Torah. Simchat Simcha. Torah. Simchat Torah. No, not chat. Well, there's a T at the end of it. Okay. Simcha Torah. What can you explain what the holiday is? It's the celebration. End of Sukkot. Right, in celebration of when God supposedly bestowed the Torah upon Israel. It's supposed to be a happy holiday. Yeah. This was a happy holiday that they defaced. Well, they, 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 they do that they all the time. They created war on Yom Kippur, yes, the holiest I know. This day is in what the Jew they do. Jewish calendar. Okay, so uh, Haaretz, <clears throat> uh, their, their editorial yesterday, the disaster that befell Israel on the holiday of Simcha Torah is the clear responsibility of one person, Benjamin Netanyahu. The prime minister who has prided himself on his vast political experience and irreplaceable wisdom in security matters completely failed to identify the dangers he was consciously leading Israel into when establishing a government of annexation and dispossession, when appointing these idiots to keep positions while embracing a foreign policy that openly ignored the existence. And, and that's as much as I can read without, you know, going behind the paywall it, yeah. it was it's like trump appointing people like mike flynn into yeah. government positions and um uh you know what was the fuckwit's name um oh god there were just so many that got that that resigned um the the oh i can't even remember the guy's name who the guy who was Secretary of Commerce for a while. Oh, old, oh, uh, Wilbur. Wilbur. Yes, Wilbur. Wilbur, Wilbur Ross. Ross. Yeah. It was like, you know, Trump appointing clowns like that to their government just because they had donated to his campaign and, and the people who they needed votes from supported people like that. It's the same goddamn thing in Israel. The, the Likud party, which is the main far right wing religious party, has disproportionate power because again they need to form coalitions in order to get elected in their parliamentary system uh, by the way to trucker john who said i'm reading through the chat now uh who says i've never seen israel make any efforts to negotiate a two-state agreement 
you weren't paying attention before Netanyahu because there were real efforts yeah, to do so. Yeah, what about Camp David, uh, the Camp David Accord? This, uh, if, you, if, you didn't, if you haven't seen it, you haven't been watching. Yeah, um, there were real efforts before hardline right-wingers came into power, a la Netanyahu. There were re- we, we talked about um, uh, Ariel Sharon. We talked about... Um, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Carter, Jimmy Carter and Omar Sadat, yes, Bill Clinton and and um, and Rabin. I mean, all of these people. The, Israel has tried many times to to make peace with the Palestinians. The Palestinians have not taken yes for an answer, and and the the end result of that is what you see here today. You know what I'm going to do because obviously I'm going to be off the air. We can attempt to do this again, but we got stuff to do to try to move and all that. And I'm still having to put together shows to run on progressive voices. Not that they'll run on the days they're supposed to, but, you know, we try Um, uh, to to get us through this week until I get my actual full studio rebuilt. I'm going to go back and pull one of the interviews I did with... um, with Uri Avnuri. Uri Avnuri was the founder of, of uh, um, um, Gush Shalom, which w- is the peace movement in Israel. They're very left wing. They're, you know, I have some friends who are uh, uh, involved in some ways of, you know, of, of negotiating through the Israeli government morass. Um, and, and they're a little left of them. I had a great interview one day with a guy who wrote this book, and maybe I'll pull that one out too, because it's pertinent for this week. Letters to My Palestinian Neighbors, I think it was called. Brilliant book, and I had a great conversation with him. At least I know what I'm going to run this week. Um, and uh, But Uri Avnuri all he wanted was peace. He died. When I first interviewed him, he had to have been in his 90s. And I got to speak with him a few times. It's hard to hear him, one, because of the phone connection, and two, because of his very thick accent. But it's worth listening to, and it'll be podcast, so you can stop it and rewind it, maybe even turn on closed captions, and, and it'll and it'll read to you what it says. But I'm going to pull those out so you can hear them. Because, you see, this is the problem. We as good liberals, leftists, if you will, think that, well, of course, the Palestinians are being oppressed. What Israel's doing to them is horrific. But you're not going back far enough. There's a history here. There's also a history of thousands and thousands of years of Jews being attacked simply because we're Jewish. And David, you're better at this than I am. But, you know, uh, I get it. I sympathize. <laughs> I'm there with the Palestinian people. People should not be stuck in Gaza. They should be able to get out. But how do you know who is the innocent Palestinian and who is Hamas? And it's exactly how Hamas designed it. Because they don't want you to know. And I promise you, I can't go out into the streets of Gaza and talk to people. But I, I can guarantee you that a majority of the people who are trapped there wish Hamas wasn't there. Yeah, and, and as I mentioned this morning, looking at the, the video, there are people there that to me appear not to be Palestinian. Because Palestinians and Jews, if you put six Palestinians and six Jews in a room, you wouldn't be able to tell one from the other. And these people did not look either Palestinian or Jewish. They looked African, possibly Afghani. 
Um, and that leads me to think that people from organizations like Al-Qaeda and ISIS uh, are, are involved here. And it wouldn't surprise me a bit because, um, again, you've got people other than the obvious combatants involved here. And the fact that they're bringing in you know, people from organizations like ISIS and Al-Qaeda would be absolutely, I'd be more surprised if they weren't than to find out that they were. And, and you know, as far as anti-Semitism going back thousands of years is concerned, I mean, it's, it's a historical fact. And that's what makes Israel so important, uh, is, is the fact that that is the one place on the planet where Jewish people have refuge. Because in the years gone by, like when my aunt was murdered, in pogrom in belarus and and caused my grandfather to flee the country at that point america was available america might not be available to a belarusian and america wasn't always so available america turned away fleeing jews uh for a long time before they started letting them in well, back at the turn of the century, pretty much everybody was was let in. Okay, so it was before um, but that. But it was no, it was after that. Oh, it was after that. Okay. It was when immigration laws became more restrictive on you know they set quotas that were punitive, um, not just on Jewish people, but just people in general that were from that that weren't from essentially Scandinavia and and the British Isles. So that people who are from Italy, from Greece, from Romania, from Armenia. Uh, Middle Eastern people, people like that, the the quotas for for those people to be admitted were were like I said, punitive. Fortunately for me, my grandfather hauled ass before that, so you know we got in here because otherwise it would have been disastrous. Everybody else that stayed from his family was wiped out. But uh, after that, and and since 1948, there has been a place on the planet that. There would be no more SS St. Louis that was turned away from the United States, that was turned away from Britain, that was turned away from Cuba, and and sent Jews back to Europe to be taken in by the Germans, and many of them, most of them, slaughtered. Um, that's not the case anymore because of the existence of the State of Israel. Now, that that I would classify as admirable concept has been bastardized by people like Netanyahu with the assistance of these right-wing religious crazies. Uh, Yeah. And by the way, um, I'm going to own up. I'm going to own everything I've said and done today. And Karina, in the chat room, who I tend to butt heads with occasionally, writes, uh, Rashida Tlaib getting crap for not loudly condemning Hamas. Yeah, and from me. Um, I read her statement, and she said all the right things about you know, uh, grieving for the the Israelis and the Palestinians who've lost their lives and wishing for peace and all that. Um, and then she went on to talk about the apartheid government of Israel basically uh, being responsible for this. One thing she didn't do is single out Hamas for their um, barbarism, uh, for for a targeting a concert, a rave with all young people who has nothing to do with any of this. In fact, the girl, the teen, I think she's a teenager, I think she was 19, the one who 
um, we heard from her mother today watching TV, um, was on the phone with her while this was happening. She's like, Mom, I'm really scared. I'm hiding in the bushes. They're coming. And then the mother heard screams and, and shouting in Arabic, and the phone line was dead. And then she recognized her, the body of her daughter being driven around in a truck after she had been raped and half-naked so that others of these Hamas terrorists could jeer and spit on her body, and she recognized it was her because of the tattoo on her leg. Well, and Cori Bush spewed the same and kind Corey of Bush bullshit. And Cori Bush spewed the same shit. And I'm sorry. You can say all you want about grieving for all the people who are dead. Unless you condemn Hamas for doing this, unless you say two wrongs don't make a right, then fuck you. Sorry, I've got no use for Rashida Tlaib or Cori Bush until they come out and say the right thing here. I, 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 it's unconscionable. You cannot take sides like this. No, I mean, as I said earlier, there are no good guys here. Nope. Not anybody. No one in this is a good guy. The United States is not a good nope. guy. Why? Because we use Israel as a proxy in the Middle East in order to gain intelligence and, if necessary, to be our attack dog um, and, and a buffer against Iran and, and uh, in the past, against Syria. Yeah. I, 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 there are no words. We finally had to turn the TV off because it's so horrific and so depressing. Hearing from the husband who's in tears saying, they broke into my house. They took my wife and my two young children, like a three-year-old and an 11-month-old, and that's who they're holding hostage? That's their human shield? And by the way, Hamas has held these these innocent Palestinians as human shields as well. Yes, Gaza is tightly compact. It's an open-air prison. I think it's disgusting. But Hamas came in and took over, and they infiltrated all the residential areas so that, that when Israel tries to take out Hamas, they have no choice but to get civilians in the way because Hamas designed it that way. There are no governmental buildings. They have their government offices in housing residential areas just for that reason. They're evil. There's evil at work here. They, they put them in hospital so that if they're yeah. attacked, they're able to say, oh, look at what the Israelis are doing. And they've taken money that has come from the UN and other international um, NGOs, and, and instead of using it to provide food and water and shelter for the Palestinian people, they've used it to, to build tunnels, digging under the Israeli barriers in order to get into Israel and be able to deliver yep. what? Terrorism. Yeah. That's what. Oh, by the way, they asked, someone asked about how they were able to infiltrate this music festival. Well, apparently they were there. They were there and started massacring the kids before the outside troops came in. There were people stationed inside uh, the, with the kids dancing at this peace concert or whatever the hell it was, and they started shooting them. Just know this was something like what 10 pulse nightclubs or whatever the mall that's how they that's what they did they massacred innocent people it's the largest number of jews murdered since the holocaust since the holocaust now with that said israel needs to wake the fuck up and tell these goddamn religious nut jobs on the right side that you can go fuck yourself we need to construct a two-state solution and give palestinian people 
a place to call home because that's what Israel was supposed to be for yep. Jews. And there's no reason that Jews deserve a homeland and Palestinians do not. Nope. And until that happens, they can do pretty much anything they can possibly conceive of. And it's just not going to work because you can't have people that are constantly looking for roots, looking for a place to live, looking for a place to call their own. It, it just isn't going to work. So, you know, the Israeli government is wrong. Hamas is wrong. And unfortunately, the Israeli people and the Palestinian people are both being held completely hostage in total. And the rest of the world is standing here watching, waiting to see, is Syria going to get involved? Ugh. Is Lebanon going to get involved? Hezbollah. Once Hezbollah gets involved, it's over because Hamas is like a a, 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 a boys club next to Hezbollah. They're very mu more well armed, better financed, and bigger. Uh, and that's uh, it's yeah. It this will not end well. Well, it's it's very likely it won't end well regardless. Um, and and yes, Hezbollah is a better. Uh, e equipped organization um, and better run organization than Hamas, but Hezbollah by themselves does not have the strength to beat Israel in a in a in a war. Yeah, they can they can again, create some havoc and kill some people, but they're not going to ultimately achieve their their goal. Right. What and in they the meantime, can do is to drag Lebanon into it or Syria into it or one of the other. Uh, you know, I, I can't imagine Jordan getting involved simply because Jordan has always been, since 1948. After that, they 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 tended to be um, more peaceful. Um, but nonetheless, if if Jordan or Israel or Egypt was to get dragged into this, or the Saudis, um, it it just this is going to be World War III. It, it's going to be a cluster. This, this is the, there, and in the meantime, millions of people are going to be killed. Um, because they have no regard for human life. Either side. Either side. They're both fucking wrong. Um, so, no, I didn't hear what Nikki Haley said. And you know what? I, just so you know, I would open up for phone calls, but I can't right now. i got to figure out how to make, until I get my studio built, there's got to be a way to take a well, phone call and get it in here, but I can't right now. Nikki Haley and Tim Scott and, and all the Republicans, the same it's all the same bullshit. Right. They're oh, blaming Biden. it's Biden's fault. Give me everything's Joe Biden's fault. First of all, he can't get out of bed on his own uh, volition each day. He's that old and feeble, but this is all his fault. Give me a fucking break. That's one thing. Uh, by the way, the other thing I started to say before is Israel does, I never finished my thought, go figure. Israel does these birthright trips. So if you are a child of Jewish parents, they want to, or they wanted to, promote Israel and Judaism. and you know, Because Jews don't proselytize. You know, nobody, nobody's ever come up to you in an airport and says, let me tell you about the word of, uh, of the Torah. They don't do that. Jews don't do that. Um, so there is attrition. Um, so anyway, Allison was going to go on this birthright trip. Hey, a free trip to Israel and go explore the region. You don't have to be religious to do it. It's just a cultural thing. Um, she got her passport Saturday. It arrived. Uh, she's not going to Israel. Um, but, you know, it just shows you, because she would have been at a rave like that. I know my kid. If that was, a, that was an opportunity to go to a rave in the desert, she would have gone. Th this is how close we are to this. And the girl 
who was dragged in the truck with the tattoo? German. She's German. By the way, there's a lovely um, uh, image I saw. Somebody posted a picture of the Brandenburg Gates in Berlin today. And it's decorated with a Jewish star and the colors of Israel. Um, the most sickening thing uh, on the American side of this is the, the people like Ron DeSantis who ugh. have said nothing about Nazis marching all over the fucking place in, in, in Florida. In front of Disney World. And, and, and the rest of the Republicans who have turned a blind eye to, to the rampant anti-Semitism and scapegoating that's taking place. How many times have the, all of these assholes said George Soros or Soros back this or Soros that yeah. or Soros Because this. he's Jewish. Right. Strictly because he's Jewish and now all of a sudden they're great friends of Israel. Fuck you. Take whatever microphone you're speaking into and shove it up your ass sideways. Then plug it in. <laughs> you know, I guess you gotta laugh when you can because there's nothing really funny right now. The, the, the situation is so um, horrific. Again, there, there's a saying that I, I guess it's been around for a long time. Never again. Nicole, I'm sorry. I, I, I can't do this. Okay, I go. I can't go. fucking do this. Go. That's okay. We've only got a few minutes left. But see, this is what it's been. Um, we had to turn off the TV because it was so depressing. Um, I wish I could find this other post that I saw because it, it, it said it so beautifully. And now that he's not here to uh, to talk while I'm reading... Uh, you would have thought I would have done a better job of um, of uh, gathering together all of the um, the articles and stuff that I had flagged, but I didn't. Oh, you're I back. Have to correct you. I have yes. To correct you. It, okay. It, it, it's not depressing. It's frustrating. It's making me angry because yeah. there's nothing I can do about it, and and it, it's like being in the middle of a maze and you can't find your way out. And, you know, you left the breadcrumbs so that you could have a trail to get out, and even those breadcrumbs are gone. It's just so a astonishingly frustrating that, that it would appear the solution to, to a problem like this is so fucking simple that if I can see it, why can't these people who are supposed to be so experienced? Look, when you negotiate, and I, uh, I've been negotiating my entire career when you negotiate you have to have a willing partner hamas has not been a willing partner and the reason they haven't been a willing partner is because it's in their financial interests and maintaining power to not be a willing partner so how do you make peace with somebody like that well the answer is you don't and there's not been anyone else for israel to talk to to say okay we can't talk to those guys because they're assholes let us talk to you and the people like that the the the, the equivalent the palestinian equivalent of uri avnery who spoke out against netanyahu's government who spoke out against all the wrongs and 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 atrocities perpetrated by the israeli government there is no one on the palestinian side like uri avnery the the people no the, the the palestinian people are for the most part silent and the leadership is is just ab abject idiots right yuri avnery met with yasser arafat because he wanted to broker peace um <laughs> and the fact that we are that this is happening today is it, it, you're it's right it's not just depressing it's just inconceivable that this is happening it, 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 no lauren says hamas is not a good faith negotiator they're not a negotiator 
They don't want to negotiate. They want to wipe Israel off the map. They want Israel not to exist. Um, if you look at the words of their original charter, it, speci it specifies that their goal is the destruction of every last Jew in the Middle East. Yeah. So... Uh, for those who are saying that, you know, oh, well, this is payback, this is justified, nothing justifies going into a concert, a music festival filled with kids and assassinating, gunning down 260 people and then raping the women, kidnapping some to take as hostages, parading their dead bodies around and spitting on them. And again, the young girl we talked about was German. So they don't care. They don't differentiate. If you're not them, you're disposable, as are the Palestinian people in Gaza who they use as shields. So look, I've, I, I've been as sympathetic as one can be towards the plight of of the people on the West Bank when I heard about the settlements and Netanyahu again saying he's not going to abide by that and they're going to take over these homes. I, I was as apoplectic as anyone else. Didn't mean that I would send in troops to massacre the people who were doing it. Um, so, well, and, and again, it's one thing when you sign up to be in the service, you sign up knowing you could get killed. That mm -hmm. happens to soldiers. When you buy a ticket to, to a, a concert. concert, you don't go there thinking, I could be killed. Because if you did, you, you would take go. Well, or, or you would take weapons. Or you wouldn't go. Yeah. I wouldn't go. Yeah. You know, uh, again, it, and, and look, I recognize the fact that there is an imbalance, that the Israeli army, um, at least in part thanks to, to the United States arming them, is a very powerful, without a doubt, and the Palestinians are not. But that still does not justify going to a rave and killing teenagers. No. No. So here's what I'm going to do. It doesn't justify no. pulling old men and old women out of their homes and, and kidnapping them and holding them as hostages. <laughs> this is not going to end well. Israel is going to do the best that they can to find those hostages. And then, you know, if, if you have any question what's going to happen, watch the movie <laughs> Munich. Because the people that killed the Israeli athletes in 1972 at the Olympics, Israel took decades. They hunted every one of them down and killed them. That's exactly what's going to happen here. I'm not saying I want that to happen, but I understand why it's going to happen. You know, the, um, uh, I posted a picture. Uh, what started it all this morning, actually, oh, and I want to share this with you, so it'll be a good way to end. By the way, the next couple of days... I am going to put together shows with the Uri Avnery interview and with the one, uh, Yal, I'm forgetting his last name, but the guy, the letters to my Palestinian neighbor, who is an Israeli, who lives uh, near the occupied territories, um, and these people are his neighbors and his friends, and the, the communication was so necessary. You need to hear these shows this week, because we need to present the other side of it. For those who think that, you know, the Israelis are all warmongers and want death to the Palestinians, that's not true. Um, it's the propaganda you're getting from, from Fox and the right-wingers, but also some from on the left,
who just want to tell you, look, I'm not a, I'm a fan of the idea of Israel, so Jews have a home because they've been persecuted for thousands of years. They've been hunted and targeted wherever they go just simply because we're Jewish and yes, I'm Jewish. I'm not religious, but I am Jewish. My my DNA tested 100% Ashkenazi Jew. That's me. That's my heritage. So people who want me dead because of that, fuck you. And um but but these people they're you're 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 being fed the stereotypes and that's not what it is. Um so anyway, I went on Facebook this morning after I I opened my email and I get an email from my friend Peter Himmelman. Peter Himmelman is a singer-songwriter who never broke through as he should have. Um and I think a big part of it is because he's an observant Jew. And so he doesn't, he observes the Sabbath. So he won't play concerts on Friday nights or Saturday. And, and that impinges on touring and other things. But that's, his, that's how he lives his life. Um, and he also happens, by the way, happens to be Bob Dylan's son-in-law. Just, not that that means anything, but just for a point of reference. Anyway, Peter Himmelman has a substack, And this morning... Um, early, early, I, I see it. I see the Substack email from Peter, and it's um, untitled. It's an untitled post, and in it, he shares the photo of an 85-year-old Jewish grandmother being kidnapped by Hamas and hauled into Gaza. That 85-year-old Jewish grandmother, a Holocaust survivor, and now she's being held hostage in Gaza. Okay, so under that picture, he writes. Over 20, and, and I'm not saying that I agree with everything he says here. I'm just stating his opinion, okay? Because we're all entitled to our opinions. I don't agree with everything he says here, but I'll be damned if he doesn't have a right to say it. And what he said was, over 2,700 years of exile, not a single day has gone by when Jews didn't pray for a return to their historic homeland. You might think that we'd have forgotten our roots over so many generations, but Jews are the people of long memory, long memories that are enshrined in our daily prayers, in our festivals, in our weddings, in our burials, in our birth ceremonies, and in our dreams. The history of the modern state of Israel's coming into being is complex. The pogrom that has taken place in Israel, if you don't know what the word pogrom means, P-O-G-R-O-M, look it up. The pogrom that has taken place in Israel, the likes of which has not been seen in nearly a century, is simple. It is evil. To be clear, it is not an act of terrorism, a word I dislike because it is descriptive only of a tactic. What has happened is an act of evil. Do you find the word evil difficult? Perhaps you feel my use of it lacks the requisite need for context and balance. I chose the word evil with great deliberation. And I have no problem using it. Hamas is an organized institutionalized ideology of evil. What, quote, legitimate political entity, end quote, slaughters tens of innocent young people with automatic weapons at an outdoor music festival or parades around the naked corpse of a slain girl in the back of a truck or drags a mother and her two young children out of their beds and takes them hostage or kidnaps an elderly woman. The list of atrocities are too numerous, too horrifying to mention. My hands shake as I type this. My heart pounds. My breath is labored as I think about my friends, my family, my people. I believe in peace. I also believe in justified war. Peter Himmelman writes, that time has come. 
And then he ends with a phrase in, in Hebrew that I don't know what it means. Am Yisrael Chai. Now I know Chai means life. Um, I asked Peter this morning if I, what, do you know what that means? Israel lives. Israel lives. Um, and I, I so appreciate him sharing those thoughts with us. Um, I'm not a praying person. I don't believe in God. If there was a God, I don't know how this shit could happen. And with that, we made it through an hour. All right. Tomorrow, I, what I may do is just upload um, one of those shows that I mentioned to premiere on YouTube at 5 o'clock Eastern to Pacific um, and uh, another one to go on Wednesday and who knows, maybe Thursday I can hop back on and, and give you an update. But not being able to take calls really sucks because I want to hear from you on this. So the next time we convene, uh, I'll make sure I can take phone calls. Um, uh, it is good to be back. I hate that this is what we're talking about. I would have much preferred to tell you all about our trip out here. Um, uh, which was which was an interesting uh, trek across the country. Jackson did very well. I think some of you saw him as he jumped on the couch. He finally ate this morning for the first time in about a week. Um, yeah, reprise the musicians. I hear you, William. Uh, maybe we should do that. Today's Jackson Brown's birthday, so go ahead and listen to Friday's show again. Hopefully that ran at the right time. Um, all right. Uh, thank you for being here today. Sorry for the subject matter and sorry for the lack of a studio, but pods, I'll blame it on pods. All right. Uh, I will talk to you soon. Again, I'll set the show for premiere for tomorrow and um, I'm here. All right. I'll talk to you later. Keep the faith and um, uh, it's John Lennon's birthday. <sighs> Imagine. Imagine what could be. See ya. Bye.